Howdy there, folks. I'm Walker Vestgood. I wanted to give you a quick message before you jump into this episode of the Off-Brand Golf Show. I just wanted to let you know we're doing a five-episode challenge. You're in the middle of it here with this episode. We've got five episodes of the Off-Brand Golf Show running back to back to back to back. And if you like what you see here, make sure you subscribe to us. Also, click the like button on any of the videos that you watch. Definitely helps out the channel. and We appreciate a lot. Happy to have you here. Welcome. You can consider yourself an OBG. And without further ado, here's the episode. Welcome to the Off-Brand Golf Show. Coming to you live from the Off-Brand Studios in a clubhouse in a desert by a cactus. What is up? I am your show host, Walker Vestgood. No pro talk allowed on this talk show. Plenty of podcasts about that already. It's all amateur hour. And not U.S. amateur golf, but the amateur golf you all play. I play, you play it, public courses, skins games, net tournaments, muni tracks, that kind of thing. Glad to have you here. I hope you stick around. We're going to talk about golf, but it's completely off-brand golf. Thanks so much for tuning in today. Tonight, for me, as I record this, it is July 4th, 2022, late in the evening. I'm here all alone, no producer, just me in a studio. Cracking a couple of brews. Thinking back on what was my July 4th weekend. And I got to thinking about a lot of things. A lot of things I want to share with you, mostly golf related. I hope you had a wonderful 4th of July weekend. I hope your day today was phenomenal. Mine was great. It's a lot of barbecuing, a lot of golf. A lot of fun stuff. What I wanted to talk about today is very simply why I love golf. Why do I love golf? We all love golf, right? I've never really sat around or, you know, played around and thought much about why it was that I love golf. I just know I love golf and I'm too busy loving golf to ever, you know, kind of think about why it was that I actually love golf. So I started thinking about it on the drive over here today. And I started thinking about what it is about golf that, that I love. So I just, I wanted to put that out there and I wanted to share it with people because, you know, I've been doing kind of a lot of content, I think, on this channel, and I'm not so sure uh, that I get a chance to be able to to share it with everyone. So I, I wanted to jump into that. But, you know, before we get too far, I just want to let you know that the Off-Brand Golf Show is brought to you by my checking account. Um, <laughs> no, no sponsors, just uh, a man and a credit card putting together the best uh, best podcast 
talk show, you know, golf show that he possibly can. So just wanted to let, let you know that's that. You can help out, though. I don't need a donation. We don't need to be Venmoing me. You don't need to PayPal me anything. All you need to do is subscribe to the channel. So just, you know, scroll down on your phone or your computer. Or if you're listening to this on Spotify or Amazon Music or Apple Music, just jump over to YouTube, search Off Brand Golf, hit that subscribe button. That would be awesome. And if you like this episode, hit the like button. That that little thumbs up, you know, button that all these little kids on on YouTube are saying, smash the like button. It goes a long way in making sure that more and more people see this content. And the more folks that see this content, the better it is for me because I can spend more time, um, you know, building this stuff out and, you know, it gets spread around to more folks. And I, at some point, would love to just do this all day long. So it's kind of the goal. It's kind of where I want to get. So you can help out by, you know, subscribing to it, uh, hitting the like button on YouTube and, you know, sharing it around. If you if you think this stuff's cool, if you think it's interesting, if you have a good time listening to me and the guys talk about sports or play golf, you know, spread that around. That would be, that would be amazing. So, um, you know, those of you who have been here and those of you who have been commenting on the channel, uh, I love it, man. I love seeing, uh, all the compliments, you know, all the cool things you guys end up saying. I, I absolutely love it. It's, it's great. And I, I thank you a, a, a lot, a ton. So, appreciate it so much. Um, a couple of folks that I would like to call out who have said very specific things. Um, not haters. <laughs> I'm not interested in blasting, uh, the hate, although, you know, to the credit of, of the OBGs, you guys, you guys don't spread around a lot of hate. So that's good. <laughs> Appreciate that. Um, but yeah, I mean, there is, there are a few folks who, who drop tremendous, uh, tremendous, uh, comments and stuff and say things. And I just want to like, you know, call them out and say, thanks a lot. So one of these guys is Brad Cardoza. So Brad, you know, I know that you're watching the social media rundowns that we do and you love them. Uh, it's awesome. Uh, you also listen to the podcast. I'm glad that you're a listener. Thanks so much for the love that you, uh, you spread there. Adam Lind, uh, has, you know, been commenting, which is great. Uh, you know, just, just, uh, happy to, to see your name pop up when you say, Good stuff. Eric Rose also, you know, commenting on, on the golf show. Appreciate that too. So thanks. Uh, thanks a lot. It's, uh, it's good to hear from you guys. So without further ado, let's get into why I love golf. I, I, you know, I really want to share so much about this. Um, you know, first off, when I think about why I enjoy, you know, we need to, uh, we've got 805 from Firestone Walker. Go, uh, actually, this is Cali Squeeze. 
Callie squeezed by Firestone Walker. We're doing Blood Orange, Hefeweizen. So that's pretty good. So the first and ultimate reason that golf is so enjoyable to me is I love being outside. I just love the fuck out of being outside. It's, I, there is no way I could spend an entire day indoors. Even when I'm at work, posted up in front of a computer screen, Luckily, I have a nice view out of a window, um, but I, you know, I got to go get out in the world for like an hour or two, whether it's escaping for lunch or going down the street to hit some golf balls, whatever it is, I, I just have to be outside. The other activities I really enjoy in life are, have now kind of become fishing. You know, I, I'm not a big hiker, but if there's a hike with something uh, like some point to it, like hiking a golf course or hiking up and down hills to go fishing. Uh, I'm all about that. I have a great time doing that. Um, but just being outside and golf courses, man, they make these things all over the place. You can be in the middle of the mountains up in a place like Tahoe or Reno, just playing, you know, amongst pine trees, target golfy stuff. You can drop down, you know, into Reno and play in beautiful meadows that are lined with streams and rivers, that kind of thing. You can play in Arizona, right? You can throw golf balls over cactus. Uh, so you get to experience that kind of landscape. You can play on the ocean in California. You can play on the ocean in the Carolinas, right? You can play Florida golf. You can play Texas golf in the hill country. You can play it on the flat courses in Houston. You can play in Minnesota around 10,000 lakes. You can literally play golf in a variety of environments that make up the most beautiful land on earth. So being outside, that's that's just one of the big ones. I know it's rough for, for those of us who have allergies for a couple of months, whether it's in the fall or the spring, those are pretty rough. I will tell you, snorting Nasonex uh, or Sensamist, something like that. One, It's Sensamist, but I forget who makes it, has completely cured me. And I'm not out there just blowing snot all over the ball. That's cool. Um, so you can do that. Being outside, that's number one. The other thing is, I come from a competitive background and a sports background. And I think one of the things that has always attracted me to competitive sports is that I have that competitive Jones. Like... I am competitive. I need to compete. And golf is awesome because, you know, as you get older, people get busy. Your friends have children. They have wives. They have divorces. They have jobs. They have careers. They have lives that you can't get together with your friends all the time. And you can't, you know, you can't find 
guys to to jump out on a course in the middle of the week for four and a half hours to play golf. So you're kind of relegated to competing against yourself on a golf course, but you can do that, right? You're constantly competing against yourself and the course. And it relieves that competitive Jones that you have. And at my age, I can't be playing basketball, right? I can't be risking knee injuries and ankle injuries that take four times as long to heal as they did when I was 22. So, you know, there are other ways you could play poker, I guess, to get rid of your competitive appetite. Uh, that could be dangerous. Uh, you know, there's other things you can do, but I really like golf is just a good way to get that competitiveness out. And when you play with your friends on the weekend and you compete against them, like none of it's personal. You never get into fights unless you're playing with fucking babies, right? If you're playing with like crybaby guys who are going to shit on, you know, you for, for doing that. So, um, you know, it, it really relieves a competitive appetite that I have for myself. Um, you know, another reason I love golf is it is literally one of the all time best ways to bond with friends. Um, it's, you know, as long as you have friends that will put away their cell phones for a little while, once you get out onto a golf course, it is four and a half hours of therapeutic man on man hangout time. And you get to have conversations that are untethered to a time limit. You get to explore new topics with your friends. You get to catch up on everything that they're going through in life, whether it's raising a kid, uh, you know, what's going on down at the frat house, what's going on in their relationships, how's the career going. You know, you learn so much about your friends with all these, you know, conversations that you can get into. You can explore political ideas, all of it. So it's that kind of thing. But, you know, golf trips, I mean, what golfer on earth doesn't, like, I'm pretty sure there are, there are dudes listening to this right now who have their wedding days scheduled or you know, they have an impending birth of their first child. But I bet you that trip to Bandon or that trip to Scottsdale or that spring training trip to Florida where you've got golf on the schedule is probably that is the date that is circled in red on your calendar. That's the date that you're looking forward to. You're going to get out there with three of your best buddies. You're going to play some golf. You're going to drink some adult beverages. You're going to go out at night. You're going to employ the services of hookers. You are going to answer Reddit messages in the effort to score some blow. And you are going to go. <laughs> it took such a dark turn. You're going out there and you're going to have some of the most bonding time. Dude, And by the way, you're going to stay 
at one of the most amazing Airbnbs, these four bedroom palaces on the outer edges of Scottsdale or in Pompano Beach or Myrtle Beach or Jupiter, Florida or Houston, Texas or Austin, Texas or where Bandon, wherever you Cabo, wherever you end up going on this golf trip with your buddies you're it's just walled from the time you wake up to the time you go to bed at 2 a.m after your exploits it's just the most bonding time you can have with anyone and that brings me to the other point it, it creates opportunities for trips right like there I think before I kind of got back into golf in my late 20s, early 30s, you know, my crew of friends, we would travel around to all different kinds of cities. But, I mean, we went to Chicago one time, and it was a great trip, but you take the train in from the airport, you get out, you go into your hotel, and then you're just kind of stuck in downtown Chicago, and that's all you see, right? You don't see the rest of this, the city because you you kind of just spend your time going out there or you do the same thing. You go to old town Scottsdale and you never really get out of that, that neighborhood. Or, you know, you go to Miami and you're just downtown and you're out at night and that's, that's all you go. So it creates opportunities to see parts of the world, parts of the States that you would never see, right? Like who the hell is going to Kohler, Wisconsin, if it wasn't for the fact that it didn't have an amazing world-class golf facility. And then some other golf courses you can visit around there, right? Like you're never going to see the Oregon coast if it wasn't for Bandon Dunes. I mean, most people would never see Monterey or Carmel Bay, right? You would never see these places if not for the, the ability to play wonderful golf in Pebble Beach, in the Del Monte Forest. So... It just creates opportunities to see all kinds of new places in, you know, these 50 United States that are amazing. I just got back from a trip to Montana that was spurned by the desire for, you know, Mrs. Vesgood and I to see a concert. And it was a country concert, country artist. Um, guy by the name of Morgan Wallen. So if you're in the country, you would you would know who that guy is. But um, one of the more popular uh, songstresses, songstress. What's the male? What is the male term for songstress? Songster, songer, songer, song dong. Uh, how would you say that? Uh, we we went. We wanted to see him, and we wanted to see him in a country-ass place. So he's playing Billings, Montana, and we thought, fuck it, let's go. But we also wanted to knock off um, playing golf in the state of Montana. So, you know, we went up there for that. And, dude, we played in, like, one of the most beautiful parts of Montana. It was awesome. It was awesome. And this takes me to the next point, which is golf is truly one of the best ways to see a new city or a new region. It's, it is the things that you must accomplish and 
the act of going to play golf allows you to see this new city or this this new place you've never been in a way that you normally wouldn't wouldn't kind of see it so for example i used i used my you know chicago trip from 15 or so years ago to illustrate that you know i went in the middle of the city i saw what i saw on the train i saw what i saw downtown i think we ended up taking taxis to some hipster part of town for a little while and and that was pretty much it you know i i didn't get to see much of the lake i didn't get to see any of you know kind of what the suburbs or the surrounding kind of rural areas are to the chicagoland area so i kind of not was necessarily robbed of that but i didn't get to enjoy it beyond those few parts but, you know, when you take a trip to a place like Myrtle Beach, no, that's a bad example. If you take a trip to like, let's say, mm, Montana, and you're going to Billings. Now, Billings is not the, it's not like the picturesque part of it, like Big Sky would be, or even like a when you get further east in the state to a place like Helena or even Bozeman, right? Um, But when you go there, if you were just going there and you were going to see maybe a, a national monument there or you were going to just do a little fishing, you would get to see some parts of it. But the process of renting a car and driving out to some golf course that's 45 minutes away and moving around and being able to see the surrounding area. I mean, (laughs) I'm pausing because next door to the studio there is an office building and there is a woman who works in this office building who is constantly yelling constantly and she has a very like thick accent and i can hear her even with the cans on i can hear in the next room like screaming at somebody so i have no idea why she sits on the phone screaming at people i feel like that's bad business Um, but I digress. Uh, it's just a great way when when you rent a car, you pile in your clubs, you grab the fellas, you start driving around to these golf courses. It's just a good way to see the place that you've actually gone. So you're getting outside of the mode of, you know, flying into a city, taking transit to your hotel, and then just kind of, you know, seeing the inside of the city, you get to see so much more of where you're, you're going, right? Um, I did this on a trip to Tennessee. I, I flew out there to meet a couple of buddies who were doing the bourbon trail and they dropped down into Tennessee for a while. Um, and then back over, I think they ended up in like Eastern Tennessee, but when they were in middle Tennessee, I met up with them and I drove down into Alabama and played golf in Alabama. I drove up to Kentucky, played golf up there. And I got to drive around and I got to see that entire part of the South. It was incredible, right? Um, And the only, 
you know, motivation for getting out and going, um, you know, make no mistake, you can jump in a car and drive around and, and take a look at places. But, you know, golf is a way to kind of see the see the landscape of a new place in a new way. So it's 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 pretty awesome. There's other stuff that I love about golf. Um, you know, I I constantly talk about the things or the effects that golf has had on my life outside of the golf course. So one of those key effects on my life has been the art of patience. I have learned to be patient in a way that I was not capable of prior to getting into golf. And, you know, I played golf since about the age of, I don't know, like seven, seven or eight, I think is, is when I began. And I, I think it was about the age of 35 or so when I realized that patience is probably patience and lack of anger are probably two of the most strong mental components to a good golf game. But just understanding that you cannot go for every flag on a golf course. You cannot reach a green sometimes when you're pinned behind a tree. So there's, there's two ways to sort of handle that. One is you play for whatever the best possible score is. And if you do better than that, once you've gotten into a bad situation, then that's fantastic. And knowing that there will be other opportunities to make birdie, to make eagle, to do something spectacular. So you just, you've got 18 holes. You've got to wait for those in those spots. So if you hit your tee shot and you end up behind a tree and the only thing you can do is punch down and get it as close to the green as possible, do that thinking that, okay, if I can get it as close as possible, I can maybe get it up and down for a par chance and make and convert that par chance or play for bogey, right? And I'll have the opportunity if I'm patient on another hole to make up that stroke, right? You learn those types of things playing golf. And in life, sometimes just being patient and not, especially for me, I'm super aggressive. I really take the opportunity a lot of the times to kind of ram things through and it, it's good for me. I, I think that kind of aggression has always gotten me what I've wanted, but I've definitely overstepped bounds in, you know, the professional arena, you know, comes to mind, I think most quickly. Um, and it's just taught me patience, right? You have time sometimes to allow things to develop on their own. So that's definitely, you know, a, a reason that I love golf. It just has taught me ways of thinking and ways of feeling that I can apply to other parts of parts of my life. Right. Um, you know, another, 
another great thing about golf, which seems pretty obvious, I think, to a lot of people, is it's an opportunity to meet new people. And when I say that, I mean just meeting new people who aren't you or aren't your regular group of friends or aren't people you wouldn't otherwise, you know, have gotten to know. Um, and you don't need to create best friends out of every random pairing that you get or every person that you end up standing next to uh, in the bar, in the clubhouse afterwards. But you get an opportunity to have, I mean, you're if you get paired up with somebody on a round of golf and it's, you know, you and your buddy and you get paired up with two other guys, that's, that's four and a half, five hours that you get to talk with somebody that you've never met before. Um, if you're visiting a new place, it's somebody from a place that, I mean, some of the most enlightening conversations I've had in my lifetime were with folks I was paired with in places, you know, that I'm unfamiliar with, like, uh, I played around a round of golf with a couple of guys in Houston one time and, uh, got to ask them all different kinds of questions. And at the time I was living in San Francisco, so they got to ask me all kinds of questions about what San Francisco was really like. Their perspective on the city was basically shaped by what they saw on Fox news. And although some of that I think is accurate. Uh, maybe not at the time, not as accurate as it is currently. Um, I'm have no shame in saying that San Francisco is basically like the real life. I mean, it's the real life version of Grand Theft Auto at this point. <laughs> you could just get shanked or carjacked or stabbed pretty much at any moment or, you know, drown in trash in the middle of the street or be attacked by a methed out hooker, whatever. Um, but at the time, you know, they had some, some misconceptions about what it was really, really like. And I got to share that with them. And honestly, I think they came away, you know, enlightened to at least that, uh, in some way. And then, you know, I got to learn about, uh, we spent a lot of time talking about the oil industry in Houston and this golf course was way out in rural, rural Houston. And I got to understand, you know, some of the social, uh, social aspects. I mean, we hear these crazy stories about the South and how it is in the South. And, you know, these guys would have you listen to them and you would learn that, you know, maybe, maybe these stories that you hear in media or social media or, you know, mainstream news sources isn't really accurate, right? Like the people who live there have a different experience than the stories that are being told about them in the places that you would get that information. Um, you know, you, you also get to spend time with people who don't like, how do I say this? You get to spend time with people who don't come from the same background as you do, right? Like my background is I came from a single income household. My mom was, you know, stay at home mom. My dad made a decent amount of money, but was highly leveraged, right? Like raising a family with, with several kids and, um, a mortgage that was half his take home pay. And, you know, we were not, 
we were not rich. We were not well off. Um, and as I got older, you know, that, that didn't, didn't really, uh, didn't really continue to be that way. It, it kind of got worse. I got to really experience what it was like to be poor for the last couple years of my life in high school before I went out on my own. And, you know, I played with some, some folks who were silver spooning it from the time they were born to the time I ran into them on the golf course. And I got to learn a lot about, you know, what that's, what that's like and understand what, what their lifestyle was like. Um, I've, I've, I get to play golf a lot with guys from the younger generation below me, way below me, uh, playing, you know, getting to know some at at the age in my forties that I'm at getting to know some guys that are in their early or mid twenties. It's, it's fascinating. Like that generation. I mean, if you are 20 years old, it is possible that from the time you are five years old, right now in 2022, if you are 20 years old, from the time that you are five to now, so basically as far back as you can remember, I know all of us have a few memories from the times we were four or three, um, but all of your memories going back So basically, when you reach consciousness as a child to the time that you're 20 years old, your life, you have had a screen in front of you, not a television screen like guys my age, but a computer, a screen, a tablet, a mobile phone in front of you at all times for your entire life. And talking with people who have grown up on the internet, influenced by so many different factors because they have that direct link to all of that information, good or bad. That generation, man, I'm telling you, they are a different breed. They are not like uh, guys my age or older than me or even slightly younger than me. They're incredibly different. So, you know, that's you just get to experience so many different types of people. And, you know, as I sit here on July 4th and think about all of us as Americans, you know, it's easy to think that we, we don't share a lot of common values. There still are a few which are left, but outside of that, we have access to so many different cultures, so many different ways of living, so many different ways of thinking. And when you are on a golf course and you get to spend time chatting with these people you've never met before, if you really care to, you can take advantage of the opportunity to have that access to new people that you don't know. And, you know, hopefully that's reciprocal. Uh, reciprocated, right? Like they, they could want to know something about, about you as well. And you get to share your points of view and it's great real life in that kind of environment. You know, you can, you could jump on social media right now 
and see a bunch of people just talking incredible amounts of shit to each other. And there's a lot of hate and a lot of anger and a lot of negativity. But like, you know, in real life, when we all kind of are forced to live with each other, uh, we find a way to get along uh, despite differences of opinion, uh, despite, you know, different thoughts on things. And, you know, you can share those in an environment when you're face to face in a way that is respectful for everyone. And four and a half hours on a golf course, when you're committed to that kind of thing, it's amazing what you can learn about people. Like there are people who are completely different than me in almost every way. And I spend time with them, asking them questions, them sharing things with me, and I get to understand how they got there, right? And it makes a lot more sense to me how they got to a place where we disagree on everything. But now I understand how they got there. And their journey to that is different. Excuse me. Their journey to that end is the exact same journey that I went on. But because I was influenced by different things, I ended up in a different place. And that's it. That's it. We're all the same people. And you understand You understand that. And on a golf course with folks that you've just met, it's phenomenal. And it doesn't happen all the time. It doesn't happen every time. I've definitely been paired with people I had no interest in talking to whatsoever. And it's not, it's not for any other reason that I just didn't care. So it's not every time, but I mean, I play, I must play 150 to, to 200 rounds a year, I would say. Um, and, or somewhere in the neighborhood of 150. And that's, that's a lot of times where I'm not playing with my foursome. So you get it. And I travel a lot. So I, I'm playing by myself sometimes. So I get the opportunity to meet all these new people. And I mean, for that, man, I don't, I don't really know. I don't really know how else I would get that experience. I can't think of anything other like in real life. I know that you can spend time on Reddit or you can spend time on Twitter or whatever and, and try to get to know people in communities that way. But it's not this, it's just not the same. It's not the same as you walk and talk with somebody in some, you know, goat track or beautiful place or whatever. It's, uh, it's, it's far more different. Um, you know, some of the other reasons I love golf is it truly is. No matter what your craft is, no matter what your hobby is, no matter what it is that you love, the effort at perfection of that craft is an art form. It is an outlet for creativity and hard work and effort to try to achieve perfection in that craft. Perfection is unattainable, I think, in anything that we try to do. Perfection you know, doesn't, doesn't exist. I mean, there are so many philosophies and 
art forms, uh, martial arts comes to mind where, you know, there is no utopic version of the thing that you are efforting at being perfect, right? You're never going to achieve perfection. Um, you can get close. You can get incredibly close, right? Tiger Woods in 2000 at Pebble Beach is as close to perfect a golf round as you will get. But theoretically, a, a perfect golf round would be, I, I don't know, what? Every shot you hit goes into the hole, so it's an a score of 18. I, I don't know what is, I mean, it's hard to even define what is perfect in a golf round, but you know, that's as close to perfect as you could possibly get. And I bet if you asked Tiger Woods or he's probably been asked about those four rounds at Pebble Beach and probably thinks he could have done better, right? So although you will never perform perfectly or achieve perfection, it's an effort at doing that, right? This is why guys make swing changes. This is why amateur players are on YouTube watching instructional videos. This is why the golf fix on golf channel was so incredibly popular because, you know, you can get to a, a place where you perform well and you can play the game at a high level and what high level is relative, by the way. So if you are a 15 handicapper and you are constantly breaking 90 at that point, that's that's close to perfection for you, right? And your handicap is going to go down. Um, if you are a scratch golfer and you know that there's just a little bit for you to be able to break par consistently or just two times out of 10 rounds or three times out of 10 rounds, you are going to effort at making those improvements or you have the ability to effort at making those improvements in order to achieve what's close to perfection. And it's an art form. For me, you know, I feel like I'm creative in a lot of ways, but the creativity that I get to express on a golf course through shot selection, um, I mean, ultimately shot selection, it's, it's an outlet for my creativity. It's, it's awesome. And I love watching that with other players, whether it's professional golfers, whether it's, you know, guys I play with on a routine basis who are improving. Like I've seen, you know, I played with a lot of guys over time where, I mean, Cart Girl Kev is a perfect example. This guy is athletic as a motherfucker. And he's tall and he's got a lot of speed in his swing. He's an ex baseball player, but his swing, I mean, we play with professional players that play on mini tours. Or I played with some guys uh, who have played or are playing on the PGA tour who don't have, I mean, this guy's swing, you could put it, you could skeleton it out and put it up next to a guy like Adam Scott and you could not, you could not see much difference between those two swings. And 
over time, he's learned how to strike the ball much better with the same swing, and he has improved over leaps and bounds what he was when I first started playing him with him. And that potential was definitely always there. He just needed to find a few things to be able to tap that. But once he did, like seeing that progression, that improvement over time, it's, I mean, it's so satisfying to watch. It's, it's something that's made me aspire to, to maximize my ability or my potential as well. It's been, it's been awesome to do that. So, you know, it's another reason why I love golf. And again, you can take lessons from that and pass them over to your regular life outside the golf course in other areas, right? Your relationships, your friendships, your work life, other hobbies, other things you're into. Um, so it's, it's definitely another reason why, you know, I love golf. Um, you know, another reason I love golf is equipment. I am a tinkerer just kind of by nature. I like to build things. I like projects. You know, I've, uh, in Napa at the place up there, we, uh, Mrs. Vesgood bought a, like a smoker, a pit boss pellet smoker. And I know nothing about smoking meat. I used to look beyond the outside looking in at that. And I used to think to myself like, fuck, that is so complicated. There's no way I'll ever be able to pull that off. There is no way I can learn what it takes to go through all the steps of that. And nor do I want to spend eight hours working on a rack of ribs or uh, a brisket. However, you know, once I got into that and once I started doing that, you know, you realize that there's a base level understanding and then you get to, you know, express your creativity. As long as you follow that like kind of base recipe, you can make tweaks and changes and, and do it how you want to, um, to kind of make it your own thing. Um, it, that it's awesome. I love that process in golf. There is a similar process with your equipment, your equipment. Once you start learning how to tweak that, make repairs to that, build your own clubs, you know, manufacture parts to your own clubs, change grips, change shafts, change club heads, build wedges, whatever it is. What, like once you, I mean, for a lot of people, I understand this is going to be a very advanced thing and, you know, not everybody has the time or the space to be able to kind of work on their clubs. But if you, for me, having gotten into that recently has just been awesome. I mean, it's so, it's, I, I was playing around to golf this weekend and I took uh, clubs that were purchased for me. Um, and put them I, I wedges, three wedges, a pitching wedge, a sand wedge, and a gap wedge. And they're Vokey SM9s. And I took them 
out of the shafts that they came with and place them into different shafts that match up with the rest of my set and kind of allow me to kind of hit the same golf shot with some a little less spin than I think I need and build those clubs and put those together. When you hit a golf shot with a golf club that from head to shaft to grip to counterweight that you've built, it's just so satisfying to hit a great golf shot with one of those. It's so cool. It is so much fun. It's like hunting with arrows that you built, right? Or shooting with uh, ammunition that you have pressed. It's, it's so much fun, man. It is so much fun. So, you know, honing that equipment, it's just something that allows me that outlet or release that, you know, like I said, I don't have a lot of outlets for creativity, but I want to be creative. So that's another way to do that. So I think, you know, I've gone over a million reasons why I love golf and it's, I mean, overall, just walking through nature, looking at different colors in nature, whether they're flowers or moss or sunsets or sunrises or different colors of water that you play on, mountains, beaches, valleys, desert land. Uh, Somebody, I think in the comments of one of one of my videos, or maybe it was somebody else's, uh, were talking about how in California, I always thought of oak-covered, dry, grassy, golden brown hills in California with oaks on them. I always thought of those as oak groves. They are not oak groves. Somebody told me that these are oak savannas, oak savannas. So I looked that up and I fact-checked them and it turns out it's true. So uh, oak savannas, all of these different places that you can just walk and feel the breeze and feel those 90 degree temperatures on your skin. Dude, there's nothing better. There is nothing better in my life than, than doing that. And, you know, I'm thankful for Mrs. Vesgood, who several years ago came into my life as a golf fan. And, you know, from the very first (laughs) helped me to love golf more. Like I'm not a, I'm actually not a big drinker. I do enjoy craft beer. I do like bourbon, but like, I don't drink to get drunk at all. I'm very rarely getting drunk. Uh, I'm even very rarely getting to a point where like, you know, I'm impaired. Uh, and I've never really drank on a golf course, but man, the first round I took this, this beautiful, wonderful woman out. She, she came with the goods to try to impress me. (laughs) She showed up with a cooler, a backpack igloo cooler filled with delicious beers, craft beers. Um, we went there was a beer from Mother Earth called Cali Creaming, Cali Creamin' 
Creamsicle, which is a take on their most notable beer, the uh, vanilla cream ale, but it was orange cream ale, so it tasted like an orange creamsicle. Um, it was delicious. So, like, it's 95 degrees out in the valley, and I'm playing golf through these hills, you know, just feeling that wonderful heat, playing golf, sitting next to a beautiful woman, drinking the greatest beer I've ever tried, along with some other drinks and snacks, dude. There's no no better way. No better way to spend four and a half hours of in your life for all of the reasons that I just called out before. So I'm curious, what, you know, do you re do you love golf for a lot of the same reasons that I do? Do you have other reasons? You know, I, there are some things here I didn't mention because, you know, they don't, they don't relate to me. I don't have kids, so I don't spend time with kids on the golf course. Um, my dad's not a golfer, so I don't get to spend time with him on the golf course. Although I, in later years, I have taken him out with me and put him in the cart. Um, but, you know, as he's gotten older, that's a lot of activity for him. So, you know, I don't get to do that. You know, what do you get to do that with your family? You know, what? how do you use golf in life? I'm so curious. Um, so... You know, comment at me about this. Tell me what other reasons you have to love golf. There have to be hundreds, if not thousands, of other reasons. I'm so curious. So I'll uh, I'll answer I'll answer you back. I would love to actually kind of do a. What I would love to do is do a follow up to this show with another show where I get all of the folks who comment on those. You know we have the ability to do a call-in show. I would love to have folks call in and, and talk to you about what those, those reasons are too. So, I mean, it's golf is a great game and it's funny. I always talk to people and there a lot of people recently that are just like, yeah, you know, COVID I got in back into the game or I got in the game brand new. And my question is always like, so like immediately after they tell me that is, so do you have the bug or what? Did you get bit by the bug? And the, the the best part of my round is seeing the smile that results from that question, right? Just this huge, teethy, toothy, you know, cheek-to-cheek smile. And hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. I'm out here as much as I possibly can. I love it. It's great. It's phenomenal. So would love to hear why, you know, you love golf. Um, love to relate to you on on that. Uh, but you know, I just started thinking about this when I was driving from, from where I was to, to the studio. And I just kind of wanted to share it with you. I thought it would be kind of a good episode. So you kind of get where I'm coming from, because if you listen to these and then you, you watch content like Walker, Texas golfer, like I'm feeling those things in the moment while I'm while I'm uh, recording these these videos, so it's it's a lot of the reason um, why I'm doing you know what I'm doing. So you know, with that, I think what I'll do is I've got a couple of stories that I found 
um, for golf in the news? Mm. Oh, man. Beer is really needed inside this studio because it gets so warm in here. But uh, so I found a couple, couple of stories, really, really two. So one of them, um, there, there's always, there are, there is a very big theme to golf in the news, and it's usually chases that end on golf courses or fights. Or other shenanigans that kind of happen on golf course says. So we have an we have an on course golf police chase that involves an officer commandeering a golf cart. And that we have not seen uh yet at all. So without further ado, I'm gonna drop you right into the live broadcast. This was so KCAL channel nine in, uh, in Southern California. Uh, this is on a long beach golf course. I wonder, I wonder what course this was on. I just played in a tournament at three long beach courses. And I'm wondering this, let's listen and see if they, they can tell us what golf course this is on. Out here, I think he's got, he's got a taser drawn, but uh, so it, it took some time, yeah. but obviously the motorcycle so two guys are face down than next to a wall right on, on a golf course. course. They're and laying so they on the cart path. And this motorcycle sure. cop has yeah, them so pinned down with a taser. Oh my God. Most yeah, memorable yeah, thing about this whole thing was... And there's a chopper on the golf course. Pull out real fast. There's a helicopter on the golf course. Oh, there's yeah, the golfers. Uh, hey, what's going on? No, those are the deputies. We got a little bit of everything. We got a, we got a motorcycle, a, a golf cart officer, and a Watch helicopter out. officer all, <laughs> all coming down. So uh, here comes, this was the uh, tactical flight officer who was inside, who was calling out and uh, informing everybody there with the helmet on. He was in the L.A. County Sheriff's uh, helicopter there. So now he's come out as well. And so they're all going to cooperate. They just wanted to get as much backup here as they could. Right. So now they're going to put them in custody and then uh, might see a first ever where they put the suspects in the back of a golf cart. I would love to see these guys get stuffed in the back of a fucking golf cart. Well, I mean, thankfully they cooperated. The dogs are still happy playing on the right-hand side of your screen. There's a dog park on the other side of this fence. I wanted to see the most memorable part is the fact that they tried to, you know, get away and hide and the guy was wearing the reddest pair of pants on a green golf course, so... Here's a replay. If you're just watching right now, Desmond, you can't see it, but we're watching it. There they go. Car still in drive. Thankfully, not. <laughs> they jumped out of the car so while it was still in drive. Keep running, probably for a couple of minutes. They're out of breath now. Left hand side of your screen. That's a live picture. Those two young men now in custody. Idiots. Absolute idiots. So these guys jumped out of a moving truck and then tried to flee in a golf course. They eventually got up against a fence that they couldn't climb. And a motorcycle cop, you know, got them pinned down with a taser. But what's funny is this video, they're showing these guys laying on their stomachs on a cart path. The 
motorcycles laid down next to them. The motorcycle cop has them squarely in his sights. He's aiming at them with a taser and they pull out, they go wide angle like like they tend to do from these chopper shots. You could obviously hear, you know, the chopper involved. And there's a helicopter parked on the fucking fairway of this this golf hole they're on. And as they show that, a golf cart comes like sliding in, like Dukes of Hazard style, and a cop jumps out of it. So he had but the funny part is this golf cart has a uh, golf clubs on the back so he he was probably running and then just like commandeered somebody's golf cart with their golf clubs in the middle of their round to get out to this hole and and like grab these two dickwads so fucking funny so it's good it was in long beach it looks like i can't they don't say what course uh this one went down on they don't even say the very few, uh, very few details. Oh, this came from Golf Digest, kind of regurgitating a KCAL story. So this is why this is bad. Golf, Golf Digest not getting it done in 2022. Okay, well, we also have this story. Right now, an arrest in a story we brought you first on Local 10 at noon yesterday. A man now in custody accused of causing chaos on a golf course. Local 10 News reporter Rosh Lowe is live at the scene in Pompano Beach. He has the latest on the suspect. Rosh. While we still await the official arrest report from the Broward Sheriff's Office, I can tell you there's even more to this story, and yesterday was wild. Let's get right to the mugshot of this guy, Philippe D'Souza. And just listen to these charges. Aggravated battery in a person 65 years of age. So this guy's mugshot, he is clearly, he's doing that thing where his eyeballs are so wide that you can see white below and above his pupils. And first off, he just has a first-rate 70s style, like, afro and, and porn stash. Like, this guy in 1976 could have gotten a shit ton of pussy. Just tons. But in 2022, he's getting none. And his face is all smashed up, so it looks like the cops did a did a job on him. But check out the let's let's talk about the charges he's he's getting laid upon him. Sixty-five years of age or older. Aggravated battery with a deadly weapon. Deadly weapon without intent to kill. Uh, obstruction without violence. So so they're showing this guy must have been in a slow speed chase across a golf cart. And it sounds like he ag- aggravated, assaulted a 65-year-old person, I guess. But this golf cart, cart, or sorry, not golf cart, this car that he was allegedly driving is crashed into a palm tree on this golf course, but there's no damage to the car or the palm tree. So he must have like tried to get out of this thing and it rolled softly into this palm tree or something. I these fucking police chases on on uh golf courses, especially in Florida, like crack me up. I don't understand why this they ever think this is a good a idea. Laundry list of charges, and what we are being told now is that he actually attacked somebody at this golf course and and it was pretty bad. You'll see in this video. Uh, apparently, uh, according to police and witnesses, this guy D'Souza was 
doing these donuts on the Palm Air Country Club golf course here. And that's when an employee here said, hey, wait a minute, what are you doing? Confronted him. There was apparently a fight that went on. And finally, they were able to get D'Souza. Absolute into custody. We chaos. Yesterday, we do now. But while we were out here yesterday, we spoke to a bunch of people. Let's take a listen to one of those people. The other cart hit us and uh, the other cart was destroyed. And our cart was, uh, you know, we saw you being treated by fire rescue here. Thank God you just have, oh my goodness, what is this, your swollen hand here? <laughs> oh my goodness. What is this, like a swollen hand? And they show, you know, their, his hands in the frame. And there's like nothing wrong with his hand. His ribs hurt. I have to go to the hospital. By the way, this guy's like 65 years old and he weighs probably He's probably five foot six and weighs three hundred pounds. I think his bigger issues are the amount of ribs he's eating, not his ribs being hurt. So a wild scene, and we're going to be getting a lot more information on this case. That's a very it. Interesting case. So stay with local. That's it. Pat. That's all the local. Ah, the best part of these stories is when they interview the the people like that and just kind of make fun of them. So, uh, but the the comments. This is a YouTube video, actually, from WPLG Local 10 in Pompano Beach. Just Val says, if this happened more often, I might actually give golf a shot. All right, that's fine. That's fine. Somebody says, uh, Pat McBride says, he looks totally sane as well as clean and sober. It has the old uh, sarcasm tag in there. Just another upstanding citizen <laughs> minding his own business. Uh, Natalia Villa, 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 Vazo, Villa, Vazo, Natalia Villa, Villa, Vazo. He looks just like the way I thought he would. <laughs> he was just looking for the right hole to put the dynamite in to kill the gopher. Bangkok Vice says. <laughs> Natalia comes back with another one and says, that's, <laughs> that's meth, that's methed up, man. That's methed up, man. <laughs> so it's supposed to be messed up, but she says methed up. Uh, oh God. Let's see. Some politics conversation in this fucking story. God, everybody. Everything is politics all the time with everyone. He's a time traveler from the 1970s that landed on a golf course on the side effects of a drug called LSD. Also, a chain filter less cigarette smoker and pot. Vegetarian. It's Mr. Cuban Danny. Um... Yeah, some of these, this is great, dude. What a mugshot. Oh, yeah, this guy is normal. Don't do drugs. Get that mental health checked on and maybe a haircut. He needs a shower stat. Yeah, there's some chemicals running through those eyes. I'm telling you, man, when you can see the white above and below the, the pupils, some shit has gone wrong in that in that gentleman's life for sure. It's never uh, never a good thing when you can see the white, white below. Oh... This one went an hour. This is going to be a short one for sure. 
We're doing five podcasts in five days. This is going to be the first one. It's probably not coming out until the end of the month because who has the time to do five podcasts five days? But that's the challenge. I'm going to do them Tuesday through Saturday. This is going to be number one. So if you've made it this far, I ask you, please subscribe to the channel. Stick around with us. Be part of our family. Become an OBG. Become an OBG. Press the like button. That helps. Share it with people if you think it's good. If you think any of these are good this week, do that. But yeah, we're, we're doing five of these in five days. Starting on Tuesday, wrapping up on Saturday. We've got a bunch of other content coming this, this week. It's going to be a big, big, big week for the Off-Brand Golf Channel. We've got some special guests. We've got some collaborations. It's going to be awesome. I'm so excited. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. I think I'm going to put together a short video and kind of highlight the couple of things that are going on this week. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome. Tell me why you love golf. I want to know. Put it in the comments in the YouTube channel. If you're on Spotify, if you're on Apple, if you're on Amazon, jump over there, get involved on YouTube. If you're already listening to this on YouTube, jump in those comments. I this is I'm doing all of these videos to ramp up the participation from the folks that are looking. I I want to get to know everyone. I'm jealous of those podcasts where everybody is interacting all the time. So let's do this. Let's get on each other. Let's rub. Let's rub elbows. Let's contract monkey pox in the comments. Comment pox. Thanks so much for joining me. I'm Walker Vestgood. This has been the Off-Brand Golf Show. Thanks so much. I'll catch you tomorrow. Big episode coming tomorrow. We have a special guest. That special guest? None other than Golf Sidekick, ladies and gentlemen. Golf Sidekick. Going to be on the podcast tomorrow. Wednesday check it out. Thanks so much for being around.